Well, it's good to be home. We uh, went to our niece's wedding in California. And the thing I've determined about California is people have sold their soul for a good climate. Because that's the only plus to being out there is the weather was awesome. Uh, whole time I was out there, we've been, you know, we've been talking about relationship and sharing about the purpose of relationship and what a healthy relationship looks like. And I'd been mulling a bunch of things over and, you know, was looking forward to sharing it when I got back. And, and then the day before we left, the Lord kind of said, nah, not so much. We're going to do this. And, uh, I struggled with it for a day or two, but I want to go through this with you. It's for your benefit, it's shorter than the other, so you should be happy about that. Look with me in Matthew chapter 13, okay? And I'd like for you to follow along with me because we're going to ask you some questions about it. This is the parable of the sower, all right? And as we read this, and I'd like for you to read along with me, uh, there are three elements in this parable that are the primary characters to the parable, okay? There there are three elements that, and one is even primary over the three. Does that make sense? So as we read this, I'd like for you to just see if you can identify what those three elements are and then what the primary element of that passage is, all right? So beginning in uh, Matthew 13, verse 3. And he spoke many things to the disciples in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road. The birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places, where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, but because they had no depth of soil... But when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now down in verse 18, he gives his perspective, the answer to that parable. He says, hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places This is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or perseverance arises, or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, 
and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. All right? Now, you may have seen more in there. Uh, there were three primary elements that I saw in there. What were they? Someone? Just yell it out. The sower. Okay. The soil. Okay. The soil. What else? The seed and the sower. Okay. Now, it's interesting, Jesus' posture towards these three. He simply uses the phrase, the sower. That's it. He doesn't qualify it. He didn't say who the sower is. He didn't say what condition the sower's heart is in. He didn't say whether the sower beat his wife that morning before he left to go to the field. He didn't say that the sower was a scoundrel. He didn't say anything about the sower. He just simply said the sower went out to do this. Now, we put a lot of emphasis on the sower. We want to listen to the right sower. We want to watch the right sower. We want to pay attention to the right sower. Jesus just threw it out there. There's a sower. And here's one of the reasons I I think that's significant. The sower can come in all kinds of packages. Okay? We immediately identify this, you know, the preacher, he's sowing the seed. Okay, the preacher, he's a sower. But that's very limited. For many of us, we like to hear good sowing. And he didn't say anything about that. The sowing can come when someone else shares. The sowing can come in a conversation that we have with someone. Our heart needs to be in a posture that we're willing to receive from the sower wherever it comes. Now, used to, used to, Joni and I would argue. We don't argue anymore. She's just right. I've decided that, and there's no argument about it. But she, she and I used to argue, and, and she would say, well, this is about you. And I finally had enough of it. And I developed the posture that says, you know what? If you're not going to say that nicely to me, I don't have to hear it. If you're not going to say that in kindness to me, I'm not going to listen to it. And the Lord said, you're going to miss it. Because she was sowing. She was sowing things that the Lord was giving her that whatever her attitude was, whatever her posture was, I was not allowed to eliminate what he had said to me because the sower may not have had the correct posture that I thought they ought to have. That makes sense? So we, we take that posture, especially with our mates. Well, they're just idiots, Lord. Just I ain't paying no attention to that. Well, the Lord may be sowing something through the sower. It would be a good idea to pay attention. Is there truth in it? Is there an element of reality in it? But Jesus, he just didn't say anything at all about the sower. He just said the sower did this. And then he said in verse eight nineteen that the seed is the word of the kingdom. That in that word, there's something the Lord wants to say. In that word, there's something the Lord wants to use to produce fruit 
in the world. And that's what he says. He speaks that word of the kingdom. And sometimes, again, it just comes, comes in all kinds of packages. We want to eliminate the word of the kingdom whenever it's not delivered nicely. And it should be a, a, an indication for us that whenever we feel like the Lord's given us for something, for somebody, we need to be careful how we deliver it. Because people could be turned off, not by the word, but by the way we delivered it. That we were offensive in our delivery. But the purpose of that word is to produce fruit. If there is a word from the kingdom, the purpose of that word is to produce fruit that reflects the kingdom. You plant an apple seed, what are you going to get? Apples. You plant a peach seed, what are you going to get? You're going to get fruit. The fruit will always be reflective of the seed, and the seed will be in a, the, the fruit will be an expression of what's in the seed. So whenever he says he wants, he plants a seed that's fruit of the kingdom or the word of the kingdom, he's wanting to reveal the kingdom of God in this situation. Now, so he says the two things. There's the sower. Didn't have much to say about the sower. The seed, he just defined it and said it's the word of the kingdom. And the purpose of that word, when that sower sowed it, the purpose of the word, he had a desire in it to have fruit come back that express the kingdom, okay? Two of the elements. Then he gets to the third element, and that's the element that he really takes issue with. That's the one that he defines and says, basically what he's saying is, the condition of the soil is the only determining factor to whether the seed produces fruit or not. It's not the problem of the sower. It's not the problem of the seed. The issue is with the soil. And so he says to us, and he defines what the soil is. He says the soil is the heart. And he said whenever there's a seed planted in our heart that is an expression of the kingdom, his desire is to see kingdom fruit come back through us from that. Okay? So it's a, it's a real simple, very simple parable. The focus is not on the sower, it's not on the seed, but it's on the condition of the heart. The seed of the kingdom produces kingdom fruit when placed in receptive soil. And that's the picture that he paints there. Now, As I read this, I I thought of a couple of things. I thought about all the sermons we've heard. Wow. I I hear people talk about all the time, I just love to hear good preaching. And my question is, how did it affect your life? I think some people think, and there probably are, there are preachers who just like to hear themselves preach. And they preach so they can hear themselves preach. But the sower sows with the intent of seeing fruit produced in the ground. And that should be all of our motives whenever we come to share. I'm sharing what the king has given me, 
hoping that it's received in good soil and that fruit will be born back through that that looks like the kingdom. And if I'm in the same place spiritually today that I was a hundred sermons ago, I need to be really concerned. You know, I wonder, did the soil ever take stock and ask, why isn't this seed bearing fruit? Well, it's the sower. He's mean. He's the sower. He believes differently than me. He's the sower. I don't like the way he does. It's the sower's problem. No, it was never the sower's problem. Well, it's the seed's problem. I don't believe that. Listen, whether or not I believe it is not the criterion whether or not it's the seed of the kingdom. The sower determines whether it's the seed of the kingdom. And I wonder how much stuff we have heard and how much of it has really had an impact. And I wonder if the soil ever took stock and said, why isn't this seed bearing fruit? Why hasn't fruit been born in my heart after I have heard all of this stuff? And I wonder, how many sermons do we have to hear that bear no fruit before we ask, what is the condition of my heart? We've tried to help that in all of the process that we do here at Grace. We've tried to say, okay, we'll share on Sunday and then Pam, Steve does the recording, Pam does the, the transcripts and try to get those out to the home groups uh, so that they can look over them. But my encouragement for you is don't wait for a transcript. Don't wait for a tape. If you've heard something from the Lord, go to the Lord about it and say, Father, how is this relevant to my life? How does this bear fruit in my life? Are there rocks in my life? Is it on shallow soil? Have I been negligent with the seed and the enemy stole it out? What's the condition of the soil? I want to challenge you to just entertain the possibility. Just let it poop through your mind maybe. Entertain the possibility that any time anyone gets up here and shares, that there might be a seed of the kingdom in what they share. We have a tendency to evaluate the seed by the sower. Well, that person, I, don't, I ain't listening to him. I, you know, I've seen him deal with his kids. I've saw him yell at his wife. I've watched him do all that stuff. He rambles. He chases rabbits. Just entertain the possibility that maybe somewhere in there, there is a word of the kingdom. And God wants to take that seed and plant it in your heart where you receive it. Yes, I take that, Lord. I take that in. I'm not going to be the judge of it. I want you to be the judge of it. And I open my heart to receive that in. Do that before a transcript ever comes out. Do that before you, you know, people say to me, you know, quite often, uh, sure like your sermons. And I want to ask, what did I preach? 
what was it that I preached? What was it that stood out? Well, it was just, you know, just good. Well, what, what impacted your heart? What did you hear from the Lord and embrace? And it changed your heart. It changed your attitude. It changed your perspective. It bore fruit. I'm looking for fruit. I'm not a fruit inspector. I don't have to inspect the fruit, but even an idiot can identify fruit. I got some fruit trees out there, and you don't have to be a horticulturist to go out there and say, there ain't no plums on this tree. You can recognize it and see it. So my encouragement is move away from the mentality of it's sure good to hear this stuff into the mentality of, Lord, what do you want to say to me? What do you want to show me? What do you want to speak to my heart about it? And you may go to him and say, he was way off base today. But you know what? The time you spent with him won't be wasted. Even when he doesn't give you a bunch of detail, time with the Father is always beneficial. And one of the things that the Father does is he cultivates soil. And sometimes our heart needs to be cultivated. Sometimes there needs to be stones moved. Sometimes there need to be hard, fallow ground broken up. Time with him allows him to break up that heart so that we're able to receive what he has to say to us that will produce fruit in our life. That's my encouragement to you. Don't just take it for granted. And, and folks, listen, this is not me looking for strokes. Okay? I'm not looking for you to affirm what I say or what I don't say. That's not the point. The point is, can you find God? Can you hear God in what's being said? Can you embrace that and allow him to work that in your heart to conform you, all of us, to the image of his son? Does that make any sense? Any questions? So I told you it's short. See, we could have been here another 45 minutes. Becca. It's less of a question, more of a practical testimony of what you just shared. And I'm going to out myself, but it's okay because the Lord is gracious. Um, last Sunday, when David and Amanda got up to speak, I thought, okay, we're going to hear from another missionary, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord just said, that's not what this is about. And so I began to listen and just be really intentional about the words that they were saying. And I walked away with a refreshing understanding of a need to pray for them and just to encourage them. And it just encouraged me. And so I just repented and asked the Lord to just forgive me and show me where I've done that in the past. And it's just just like a practical example of what you're sharing is I was not ready to receive, but the Lord quickly just said, you need to open your ears and listen because this is, this has to do with me and, and it was just, I ended up walking away extremely encouraged. That's good. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, and the person that I am sharing this about is not here, and I know it, it's okay if I do, if I do share it. Uh, there, there's a, a member of our body 
and he's been with us from the very beginning. And uh, he comes out of a particular background that's very emotive, very boisterous, very uh, loud, very uh, forceful, and, and he's a big person, so that's just compounded. And uh, I remember when we first opened up the microphone and he would come share, and uh, it was pretty interesting. And, and I had all kinds of people, well, I had two or three people particularly say to me, you need to shut that down. You need to just tell him to quit doing that. And I thought about it, I prayed about it, and the more I thought about it, first of all, I realized it wasn't my job to shut him down. Scripture says, let two or three prophesy and let the body judge. And second of all, the problem, the real problem was the guy heard God. And he'd get it, and he'd share the Lord, and it'd be life. And I'm going, man, how am I going to deal with this? Like I needed to deal with it, you know. And so I never will forget one time uh, we had finished up and walked out in the parking lot. Joni was out there. I wasn't there, and Joni walked out, and, and he walked out, and he had his wife with him, and he said, uh, let me ask you something. He said, my wife tells me I need to quit doing that stuff, that it's bugging people, that it's embarrassing, that it doesn't make any sense. What do you think? Talk about the invitation, Okay. Boy, the spirit, the mantle of wisdom just fell on Joni. <laughs> but she nailed it. She said, well, you know, it's kind of like eating a steak on a garbage can lid. She said, what you share is like steak. It is really good. But the presentation distracts it from the stake. He said, I can see that. That makes perfect sense. And change began to take place. Don't miss the stake, folks, because it isn't on a nice little china platter. The Lord can speak to us in any way he wants to speak. Our heart needs to be, speak, Lord, wherever you want to speak, I want to receive it. And I want to hear. And if I'm continually hearing stuff and it's not bearing fruit in my life, I need to go before the Lord. See, the man's ways thinks he's always right. But the Lord searches the heart. And the Lord will search our heart. Don't assume, well, it's just it's the sower or it's the seed or it's that. Allow the Lord to search my heart. How many times have you gotten in an argument well, maybe you didn't. I don't know. It did with me. And I was talking with somebody this morning, the same thing. How many times you get in an argument with your spouse and go away thinking, God, you need to get on a stick. She needs fixing really bad. And here's what you need to do to fix her. You need to straighten this out and do this. And then you shut up and the Lord says, yeah, well, here's the real problem. It's in your heart and the way you're responding and you're not honoring her and you're not patient with her, and you go, okay, never mind. Okay? Be open for the seed to be planted in your heart. And here's what I found. When I'm in darkness, when my heart is in darkness, I become judgmental and critical of everybody. 
It's the seed's problem. It's the sower's problem. It's the preacher's problem. It's the elder's problem. It's their problem. It's the, it's, it becomes everybody else's problem. But when I'm in the light, one of the gifts of the Spirit is discernment. And you discern. It doesn't mean that you just are naive and blind to everything. But instead of being the judge and executioner, you become someone that's discerning and says, well, Lord, here's an issue here. How do you want me to pray to see that corrected? How do you want me to participate in seeing it corrected? What do you want to do in me through this circumstance? And the whole determiner is whether I'm walking in darkness or walking in light. It's all about how I see it. Am I open to receiving the word or have I got a preconceived conception because of the sower, because of the seed, of what it's like? Am I open to the Lord to bringing that fruit to bear in my heart? Anyone else? That's a great example, Becca. That's a great example. And we've all, is it, 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 let me ask you, is it safe to say we have all prejudged sowers only to find out they did have a seed? Yeah, we've all done that. Only to realize the Lord had something to say to us through that. And Jesus' issue was always with, what did you do with the seed? Did you receive it? Did you welcome it in your life? And let me do it. All right. Anyone else? Check, check. Okay, there we go. Um, I was just thinking how awesome, like, the Lord uses parables and how nature, like, literally sings his praise. Um, we were working on our landscaping in the front of the house. And while we're doing that, I was like, well, I got Mike here with me. Let me climb on top of this roof and clean this roof off because I don't got gutters, but I got creases and dead leaves, sticks, all kinds of stuff get stuck up there. And I think it's has, it hasn't been managed for over two years. So I was like, yeah, let me go up there. Mike can help me with the ladder and stuff like that. So I got up there cleaning it all off and pushing it. And it's just, it's, it basically is mulch now because it's been sitting there drying out, getting wet, drying out, getting wet for over two years. And uh, he goes, man, people would actually buy this because this is like great like for gardening and compost basically and um, really old. And like I said, got water dried, water dried. And uh, I just think it's funny how um, the Lord will sometimes use bad things in our hearts and cultivate it as really rich soil. Um, but it just takes a seed, and it takes him to allow him doing that into our heart. Um, because, Lord have mercy, did I need some stuff destroyed, you know? And, uh, yeah, the Lord's good, and he can yeah. use it. So Yeah, that thing in our life that's ugly, we think is ugly, whether it's a relationship or a person or a circumstance that we either want to change or run from, God does what? Uses all things to conform us to the image of his son. Even things that look like it's dead and rotten. Anyone else? Doug? Micah, what I... uh, Wow, I hate hearing my own voice. (laughs) What I uh, got from your message is that when God's saying, when I have something for you to say, you say it. My struggle has been, well, I went to prison. I, I've 
fallen, I've stumbled, I've done this, that, and the other. And how can somebody still listen to me? And so my struggle has been having a voice and not being the sower. Mm. When God is saying, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to speak through you. Mm -hmm. Trying to say something through you. And I think that's something that he's saying to all of us. Mm -hmm. I have something to say through you. Firmly believe that if you are a follower of Christ, then you are a theologian because you are studying who God is mm-hmm. and God is in you. And so He has something to say through you. So that's what I am hearing through your message today is that's good. speak. That's right. Fruit. All right, anyone else? Um, I was right where Becca was last week, and I don't know, the Lord, lately he's been doing this, and it's not anything I'm doing, but I hope that it helps somebody else, and I just pray that the Lord keeps doing it to me, but, you know, they started talking, and my attitude went to, oh, you know, here we go again, and the Lord said, this is important to me, and that's all I have to hear, (laughs) it's like, he just says, I value this, and when people get up there and share, I just feel like the Lord is saying, I value this. This is important mm-hmm. to me. If it's important to him, then it's important to me, and it changes my whole attitude. That's good. You know, uh, uh, I've had issues. I have had, I have had made-up issues with the Bradleys. Made-up issues. One of my issues was... <laughs> You remember in Dances with Wolves, the mule driver, and he drives him out to his location and dumps him off, and then he comes back, he's driving out across the prairie, and they see where a wagon has been uh, attacked, and there's bodies laying around there, and the guy is really a gross guy. He walks over and kneels down, and he starts laughing. He said, somebody back east is asking, why don't they write? Well, that was kind of my attitude about the Bradleys. Why aren't they writing? Why aren't they letting us know what's going on? Uh, life or death? And I had to repent. Say, Lord, I judged this without having any information. I just made a presumption about it. And uh, I need to be more diligent to pray for them instead of making an assumption about why they're not doing what I think they ought to be doing. And I got to tell you something. I was more excited because we had lunch with them. I know I wasn't here Sunday, but we had lunch with them the Wednesday before we left. <clears throat> and I was more excited about that time with them than I had been anyway in a long time. And uh, we're looking at how can we help them even more? You know, how can we help? Because, boy, they're reaching out to the community, the families that are there. And that's, that just is thrilling to me. So you have to be careful how you judge those things. Anyone else? I was going to share something. Um, golly, I loved what you shared today, but what everybody's sharing, because it's so practical. It is, rich. It is, but it goes back, and I'll just share my own testimony about perception. So we got the snow cone stand, and at first I was like, oh my goodness, Tim, what are we doing here, you know? I guess we could sell it if it doesn't work, you know, kind of a deal. But I can tell you now, the last year... 
It has blessed me more, not financially, but spiritually. Because the people I've met through there, I had this preconceived notion of, man, we're going to be the ones helping them. And maybe we are. But they help us so many times. I will sit there and I'll just I'll go up to a car and say, how's your day going? And they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm blessed. Well, I'm blessed too. But it's the conversations and the relationships that we're starting. And um, I just, I've just been so encouraged. And so um, I just, even like in the worship songs that we're singing today, I can see their faces and their problems that they're going through. So I just, I want y'all to be praying for us too. Honestly, as we are going walking through this as a family, as individuals, there's a lot of opportunities there. So I'm excited. That's good. All right. Anyone else?